And now, Veep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. So, you know, water policy can go in all these different... It it flows in different directions. (laughs) Oh, I have puns on water. (laughs) This has been Veep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. Stu does America. StuDoesMerch.com. Use the promo code Stu10 to save 10%. Is that a record, by the way, for how many Veep thoughts we've had in a week? She's really on fire right now. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, like the video right this moment, if you would. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Do all the things. Alex Stein joins us to tell us how he plans to take down the AOC dynasty. Joe Biden makes a bizarre claim about Republicans and the police, but when has he ever said anything that isn't bizarre? But we start by doing Cory Bush's bodyguard. Now, you might be asking yourself, why the hell would I want to watch a show about Cory Bush's bodyguard? And that's a really good question, but I've got a fantastic answer for you today. First of all, we should start at the beginning. Who the hell is Cory Bush? Great question. I don't have as good an answer to that one, though. Uh, Cori Bush got into politics after the Ferguson protests. She had just become the first black woman uh, re- uh, to represent Missouri in Congress. Now, you might think, is Cori Bush in the squad? Is she squad adjacent? You know, she's kind of one of these really far left wing AOC squad type members in Congress. But uh, is she officially in the squad? I've been told she is. She is in the squad Yeah. Congratulations on that. Bush, a nurse and a pastor, became an organizer and protest leader after the shooting death of Michael Brown in Ferguson in 2014. So many lies were told about Michael Brown in Ferguson in 2014. It is absolutely no surprise to me that that's where Cori Bush came from. She ran on a progressive platform, of course, championing pieces, including Medicare for all and a Green New Deal. The first black woman uh, and also the first nurse and single mother. All right. We're getting really specific here. She's the first fantasy football third place contestant to win in Congress. Um, She was uh, also uh, had the honor to represent Missouri in the United States Congress. Um, She says to the black women, to the black girls, the nurses, the essential workers, the single mothers, this is our moment. Because I don't know about you. That's how I always identify when I say, oh, my gosh, thank God, a white person. Uh, who grew up in Connecticut, won something. That's how I always think. I, I, I never root for someone who looks differently than me or uh, who is from a different place or has a different job. I only root for the things that I am, and that's how society is supposed to operate. Uh, this was Bush's third run for Congress. She ran the U.S. Senate and lost in 2016, uh, tried to uh, beat Clay in the House for 2018, lost there. Uh, she raised more money, benefited from high, highlighted uh, visibility, heightened visibility, securing the backing of Bernie Sanders, uh, the Sunrise Movement, which is a catastrophe, and other leftist and progressive leaders. So she's in. And when she's in, look, she's in the squad. We're going to be talking to Alex Stein here in a little bit, who had quite a run-in with a squad, uh, squad member. And, you know, sometimes these squad members are really, really, they've got a very, uh, very scary life from day to day. They need to have security to keep people like Alex Stein away. And unfortunately, um, for Cori Bush, she has hired a bodyguard. Now, this bodyguard, it wouldn't, I mean, who, what other bodyguards have we ever talked about? None, right? I don't know. Why would we talk about a bodyguard of somebody in Congress? Oh, but this one is good eating. Glenn mentioned this a little bit on the radio earlier this week, and I thought to myself, we need to do a deep dive 
on this one because it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Meet Nathaniel Davis. Yes, Nathaniel Davis, the anti-Semitic spiritual guru on Corey Bush's payroll. Wow. All right. Let's get into this. Um, great work by the Washington Free Beacon on this one, uncovering many of these details. Davis uh, is, in fact, a St. Louis, Missouri spiritual guru known, known as Aha Sen Pianki, who teaches classes on how to read minds, summon mythical beings, and maintain urban gardens. <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I feel like those three go together. Like, hey, you know, we could, you could read somebody's mind, you could summon a being, and you can plant alfalfa in your city. Um, All all of this to avoid buying food from who guessed it, but yes, the Jews. You don't want to buy your food from the Jews. That would be very, very bad. So you got to grow your own food, either that or Jews will be selling it to you. And what a tragedy that would be. Just want to make sure I uh, remind you that this is someone Corey Bush, squad member, U.S. Congress has actually hired to be very close to her on a daily basis. It's so weird I mean, coincidences abound, right? It's so weird how anti-Semites always find their way around squad members. What are the odds of this? I mean, it couldn't possibly be that they're aligned. Uh, No way. There's no chance of that. I mean, you think Ilan Omar is an anti-Semite? Come on. It's just coincidence after coincidence after coincidence and then after coincidence. Now, our man Nathaniel Davis here claims he can summon tornadoes at will, cause earthquakes with his hate, and conduct blood rituals to bring ruin upon his enemies. Now, I am risking, I want to make sure you understand, by bringing you this information today, I am risking all of these things, tornadoes, earthquake, and ruin being brought on me by Nathaniel Davis. You never know. I mean, now there's a hundred reasons my life could just be, you know, just fall apart tomorrow. But if it does, make sure to remember Nathaniel Davis. Okay. Um, an intergalactic master of psychic self-defense born, yes, you guessed it, 109 trillion years ago. This dude's old. I mean, think of the drain he's been on society with the Medicare payments alone. Uh, he, these days, uh, he says, he are now spent Uh, uh, tending to his crops and spreading anti-Semitic conspiracies. Nathaniel Davis III also happens to be Corey Bush's close friend and her highest paid private security guard. Hmm. Now, Davis heard about this story and was very upset about it. Not that he's $109 trillion uh, years old. Not that he could bring tornadoes with his mind or his hate or whatever. Not that he's doing blood rituals to ruin people's lives. He was upset because he was called anti-Semitic. Corey Bush's bodyguard says he can't be anti-Semitic because he's a Jewish high priest, of course. Now, he doesn't want you to buy food from the Jews, but he is a Jewish high priest. Davis, who claims to be a $109 trillion, uh, trillion year old, I'm so used to saying trillion dollar. It's just rolling off my tongue every time. That's the state of our economy. Um, $109 trillion year old spiritual guru named Aha Sen Pianki. Uh, He demanded the Free Beacon retract a report on his relationship with Bush and history of advancing anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Davis, a former member of the vehemently anti-Semitic New Black Panther Party, said it's impossible for him to be anti-Semitic because he himself is a member of the tribe of Issachar, uh, one of the lost tribes of Israel. So there you go. He put it in their face a little bit there, didn't he? Now, I bet the Free Beacon is regretting even writing that story. 
Um, here's his quote. He says, that makes me Hebrew. How could I be anti-Semitic? Davis asked the Free Beacon, adding, you're literally dealing with the priesthood. Literally. If you could retract the whole anti-Semitic or anti-Semite because I'm not man, I'm not. I got bar mitzvahed right here in this city. There's no way I can be anti-Semite. No way. You didn't complete your homework. Well, you always want to complete your homework when you're talking about someone who's 109 trillion years old. They have a lot of life experience, a lot of knowledge built up in that time, and they can shut you down. Now, Davis uh, denied ever propagating anti-Semitic tropes, including the claim that the Rothschild family secretly ruled the world, which is it's kind of an anti-Semitic trope. Sure. Um, but we decided to kind of look back and, and, and see some of these and you, maybe let you judge for yourself as to whether you think these are anti-Semitic. I mean, a lot of them are borderline. I'll be honest with you. You could go either way, depending on how sensitive you are to such matters. Like this one from July 20, uh, 23rd, 2020. I bet you all don't know which Rothschild brother runs the Western Hemisphere. He has every president elected in every country in the Western Hemisphere. Not a conspiracy either. Folks don't want the truth. And it's like, You'd think with that much power, you'd expand it to the Eastern Hemisphere as well and just kind of control all the elections. But no, this is a guy who believes in limited government power. And that's why he only gets only the Western Hemisphere presidents elected. Um, he also, on April 28th, 2020, said, My anger brings tornadoes, hurricanes, and water spouts, not just rain. I'm not upset over anything. My energy is set in motion, known as emotions, um, okay, uh, and, and are tied to nature, and it's very destructive. I'm actually in a very good mood. See, positive guy. This is probably why Cory Bush wants him around so much and is paying him all this money. Back in August of 2018, the nice A Council, along with the Rothschild family, really, for a guy who's not anti-Semitic, really obsessed with the Rothschilds, uh, is the reason the Armageddon will happen in the city of Pi, 314. It's got nothing to do with a false religion of man. It's a business ploy for the one world government that's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. May 15th, 2020. You know, think of it this time. COVID's just kicked in. A lot of people losing their mind a little bit. Not our man, Nathaniel Davis. He says, how many people know how to go into a trance so you can re receive information from the spirit realm? And that's a great question. I don't know if he ever got an answer of it, but I believe the answer is 11. 11 people can do that. So uh, December 19th, 2018. Uh, kind of resulted here uh, that he's a big QAnon fan, too. So, you know, when I talk about a guy who's bipartisan, sure, he'll work for Cory Bush. But uh, he also, this is the, uh, the picture, a bunch of memes, a bunch of QAnon-related posts, a picture of a snarling Hillary Clinton. So this guy is not just some, uh, some liberal. No, no. He also can see the truth when it comes to Q. Um, now, he has made some claims that some people... Doubt. We're not doubters here on this program. We've seen all of uh, his incredible information over the past 109 trillion years old. I have uh, only been following him, to be fair, for 106.5 trillion years. So there, I don't know about his early days. I'm just talking about late time Nathaniel Davis. Uh, he has some claims that some people have doubted, but I'm not a doubter. Listen to this. So I stick to the mystical side of everything. You know that walk on water? That deal, that healing man, I don't know how to walk on water yet, but that is the science. It's called the science of levitation. It's a simple science, too. Yeah, there you go. Now, I don't know what this, the science of driving while talking into your camera, I don't know what, how that works into this, but it should be pretty easy to walk on water for him. It's a very, he says he hasn't learned it yet, but he is aware that it's a simple science. Very simple. Now, to be fair, if you freeze water, it gets very cold, turns into ice, you walk on top of it. 
Not that hard. Um, okay, how about the peacefulness of this guy? Now, we know he's a security guard, and sometimes security guards can be a little aggressive, right, trying to protect their clients. And, you know, you might think maybe this guy, he seems so sweet. Maybe he's like a pushover. He wouldn't be a good security guard. Oh, no, no. He's here to screw you up. I'm not peaceful at all. You mess with me, I'm messing with you. I'm doing you 10 times worse than what you did me. I might go get me a goat or something, go get me a ram or something, put some blood on the altar and f*** your whole family up. You can care less. Mm, see, your whole family is in trouble, and he doesn't seem to care that much. Now, I want you to watch this next clip with a little trepidation, uh, particularly if you are one of the people in the audience who is sensitive to tooth loss. If you are thinking to yourself, I want to keep my teeth, you may not want to watch this next clip because at any moment, our man, Nathaniel Davis, can make them fall out. You're a Christian. I'm going to take you to the book of Psalms. I'll show you how to knock a person, make all their teeth fall off their mouth. There you go. <laughs> I don't know what the book of Psalms necessarily has to do with that type of attitude, but we'll see. Um, he also can uh, manipulate the weather. If you've ever been a person who's like, ah, oh, I can't believe I, we have a picnic set up outside. It's supposed to be sunny today, and now it's raining. Likely the work of Nathaniel Davis. Watch. I gave them the Aeon principle and taught them how to make it rain, because that's one of our weapons. See, I teach nature, nature alchemy. I developed it. That's my science. I know how to manipulate weather. Mm, well, I will say his science may be more accurate than some of the Fauci science we've seen over the past couple of years. So we don't know. Don't, don't make fun. Just know that if you're nice to him, and maybe pay him a lot of money, maybe he'll make those days be clear and you won't have the uh, uh, it's like rain on your wedding day, Alanis Morissette, uh, you know, lyric to go to because he can make it so it's clear on your wedding day. And that's would have ruined the Alanis Morissette song. But other than that, should be fine. Um, Davis has earned over $137,000 providing security services for Bush since 2020. According to FEC filings, the latest which showed disbursements of 5000 in December 2022. Now, a lot of people lost their jobs in 2020. A lot of people were out of work for long periods of time because of the type of policies that Cori Bush supported, making people close their businesses and run away and quintuple mask or whatever the heck they were recommending at that time. And many people didn't earn $137,000 since then. Luckily, this guy did. Did you earn $137,000 in the last couple of years? Hope you did. Maybe you didn't. If you didn't, uh, at least you're not as well off as Nathaniel Davis. Now, I will say, I'm not sure, as a, a guy who's $109 trillion, or, I've done it how many times now? $109 trillion years old. You'd think, just put a few bucks in your bank account and just let that interest grow because you're going to make a lot of money as it grows over time. But no, no, he's not into money. That's not what he's about. Sure, he's got $137,000 from a U.S. congressperson. Sure, of course, yes. Yes, we get it. However... He gets it only in $5,000 increments. We have it right here from FEC.gov. $5,000 uh, security services to Nathaniel Davis over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, eventually getting to uh, all the way up to $137,000. Um, now, you might think, isn't it weird that a U.S. congressperson, especially one in, in a public, the public eye like Cori Bush is, she's part of the squad, why would she do th this? Why would she hire this crazy person? Apparently is her friend, but also uh, why would she hire a person like this that, you know, eventually she had to believe was going to get some attention. People are going to notice that you have a person who's anti-Semitic, although he claims he's not, and can make people's teeth fall out, right? Like, so you'd think 
maybe you'd want to hide that. And the good news is, of course, she tried very hard. Bush appears to have taken steps to conceal Davis's identity in her campaign spending reports by listing her campaign headquarters address for the majority of her payments to Davis, a move that made it nearly impossible to identify which Nathaniel Davis was on her staff. A little evasive, perhaps, from Cori Bush. Now, they asked Davis about all of this, and he was not talking. Now, he talks a lot about teeth falling out, talks about creating tornadoes with his mind and his hate, talks about Jews. Don't buy food from Jews, remember. It's one of the big lessons from this particular monologue. But he talks about that all the time. Doesn't want to talk necessarily about his relationship with the congresswoman, however. Setting a non-disclosure agreement, Davis refused to comment on the security services he has provided to Bush in return for over $137,000 paid out since 2020 in regular $5,000 monthly installments. FEC records show, I can't talk to you about that, he said, when pressed for details about his non-disclosure agreement. Minutes later, Davis denied ever mentioning a non-disclosure agreement and said it would be false to report that he did. Look, words are difficult, okay? And, you know, when you're thinking, you got a lot of stuff going on, you're creating an earthquake with your hate, it's difficult to understand what people are saying to you. Uh, Bush's campaign was asked and did not, of course, return a request for comment. Now, um, surprisingly, this is not the big, the first problem we've had with Cori Bush. Squad representative Cori Bush was hit with an FEC complaint over private security payments to husband as well. That kind of went down before. I don't know how many, very interesting security detail. That's, I think we can, we can learn. And it's always good to have a story like this because you learn so much about a person like Nathaniel Davis. Now, I don't know what this means. I don't know that, uh, you know, we're going to, uh, this is the type of thing that just kind of goes away, right? All of a sudden, Nathaniel Davis doesn't get these payments anymore. Maybe he's getting payments from someone else instead. Maybe people call this out and she kind of slinks away and maybe he comes back later on. You know how this works. But I like I choose to look at it as not a political story. Uh, I think of it as a love story. I don't know that they're in a relationship or anything like that, but I do feel like there's such a close connection. And again, this is total coincidence that she has a connection with this anti-Semite. It's just it's just it's just weird. I mean, that's all I can say about it. It's just weird. But I want to show you the romantic story that we can all think about now. Kevin Costner's not in it this time, no, no. Whitney Houston, not there, but Cori Bush and Nathaniel Davis in The Bodyguard. I can't wait for all of you to get that one. I think it's coming on Netflix pretty soon, uh, or perhaps not. We're talking about The Squad. One of our hosts here at The Blaze is in the middle of suing someone. In The Squad, we'll talk to Alex Stein next. If you're anything like me, you have a certain tendency, just a a dash of this, to maybe put things off until the very last minute. And while most of the time it works out, the one thing you need in life that you really can't afford to wait on is life insurance. Because uh, I got news for you, when 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 the time comes, you can't say, I'll look into that later. Right? You've got to have that in place before the worst happens. This isn't something you can wait on. Uh, really can't. So what do you do with ladder insurance? Yes, ladder insurance. You can choose life insurance through ladder today. Ladder is 100% digital. No doctors, no needles, no paperwork. When you apply for $3 million in coverage, 
uh, or less, uh, you can just answer a few questions about your health in an application. It's nice and easy. You just need a few minutes and a phone la or laptop to apply. Ladder's smart algorithms work in real time, so you'll find out if you're instantly approved. No hidden fees. You can cancel any time. You can get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. They make it as easy as humanly possible. Just don't procrastinate all the way to the very end. Ladder policies are issued by, with insurers with long, proven histories of actually paying your claims. They're rated A and A+, by AM Best. So go to ladderlife.com slash do today. See if you're instantly approved. L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash do. It's ladderlife.com slash stew. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Joining me now, Alex Stein. He's the host of Primetime with Alex Stein right here on Blaze TV. Alex, how's it going? It's always a pleasure. And the last time I was sitting here, Stu, with you, you were on your way to go to the Super Bowl to see the Eagles versus the Chiefs. And I'm just sick that the Eagles, they got robbed. They got robbed, in my opinion. It was, this is a Cowboys fan. I don't I like the Eagles. I know. And so I'm just calling a spade a spade. So I know now. Well, I do appreciate that. You've been able to recover, though. Now we're back on track. I think I've got months of recovery ongoing. Are you still having trouble? Are you still it's having that thing where, like, they were right there and the game was winnable. They had 22 healthy players going into a Super Bowl. That's never going to happen again. They had, a, you know, a team with no quarterback to play in the playoffs. Like, I mean, uh I believe Andy Reid went to five NFC Championship games oh, yeah. before he went to me. the Super Bowl. So I'm saying, is it better to go to the NFC Championship game and lose, or is it? No, you still got to go to the Super Bowl. It's I mean, still better. It's still better. Saying, it's still better. You know, and it, it just hurts a lot. Uh, but, you know, as, of course, I was an Eagles fan then, too, and they, they went to five NFC Championship games, only won one. Yeah. Um, and it sucked. I mean, all of them suck. Like, losing any, like any, anything yeah. other than winning the Super Bowl sucks, which is incredible. Um, but that's, it's, I thank you for bringing up the pain, the utter pain. Now I'm going to sue you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't sue me, but yeah. that's why we're here. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm so grateful to be here, to, be, to use your platform to talk about my favorite big booty Latina, AOC, mm -hmm. and I are in a legal battle of the century. So much so that uh, Daily Mail, CNBC, the media, they're, they're hot on yes. the trail of AOC. So bring, bring us back in time here a little bit. Uh, this goes back to an, inc an incident yes. um, several uh, months ago mm -hmm. where you uh, decided to talk to uh, AOC. Time travel. That's why you do this. That's in why you do Wayne's that. In world, they yep. time travel mm -hmm. like that. Sorry. Um, and you, you know, first of all, you said she was your favorite big booty Latina. You did not say she was your least favorite, which would have been an insult. That would have been mean, right. yes. You, I would never you, have done that. You said she was your favorite, which is a compliment. One um, of the nicest things you can say, and then she transcribed it as me saying ass and juicy. A lot of adjectives that I would never use, especially in front of a congresswoman like that. So, <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, I would never, listen, the only thing you're ever going to get from me is pure first-class treatment from any politician. But she is my, she's actually my second favorite big booty Latina, because my favorite big booty Latina works here, and her name is Sarah Gonzalez. So if I don't say that, I will get stabbed, or I could potentially lose my job. So AOC is my second favorite big booty Latina, but yes, I sent the internet 
on fire for like 72 hours. But it really wasn't anything I did, Stu. It was nothing that I did. No. I called her a big booty Latina, and she freaked out, and she went and made 17 videos. She went on her Instagram. She filmed me in reverse, you know, angle. So, like, she put me like on her platform. Does that make sense? Like right. this could have been a nothing burger. Like I just walk in, I tweet it. Maybe it gets a million views and that sounds cool. But she didn't just share my tweet. She actually downloaded the video, reshared it, then it got like 20 million <laughs> views all because she did it. So it's really kind of crazy how her incidentally wanting to be a victim of like the worst sexual assault since January 6th. You know, the first, she even said it was one of the worst attacks on Capitol Hill since January 6th because there was a Capitol police officer right there that didn't do anything. So she said that she uh, felt similar to January 6th. She actually said that when she came incredible. out. But, but my whole long story short is her Twitter was the most important thing of this whole event. Her sharing my video. And then she went and proceeded after she stole my content and shared it as her own she was trying to expose me, she proceeded to block me so I couldn't even see my own content that she stole from me. Mm. And this made me upset, Stu. This made it worse, hard for me to sleep at night because my favorite big booty Latina is on the other side of this block wall and she's using my content against me. I want to see the comments. I want to see the reactions. I want to see what the heck the people are saying. And she's a, she's a congresswoman. I'm one of her constituents in a way, in a very roundabout way as an American citizen, even though I'm not in her district. That's neither here nor there for the legality of the lawsuit. My point being, I just want to see what she's trying to say about me, and she won't let me, so I had to file a lawsuit in federal court against her. Yeah, she's obviously an influential uh, public figure who's, you know, accusing you of something, uh, so seeing her content is was, was very, very valid concern of yours. Um, so it's, uh, they, they, she blocked you, and that's illegal now. The, the Supreme Court ruled on this, right? Yes, and Donald Trump had gotten in trouble, and this is actually the second time uh, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez has been in trouble for this exact same lawsuit. She had blocked a New York assemblyman, I forget the guy's name, I think his first name's Joe, and he sued her under a federal lawsuit, and she had to lift the ban on him as well. And I'm not asking for any money. I mean, um, if we settle, potentially she might have to pay the legal fees, or let's say I lose, potentially I might have to pay her legal fees, which would be terrible. That That's that's basically the biggest risk. Because people are like, Alex, why would you do this? You're going to waste the court's time, this and that. Well, I'm taking a risk. I've spent nearly $1,200 in just legal filing fees and just kind of, you know, basic lawyer fees to get it you know, off the ground. And I am taking a little bit of a risk because potentially they could say this is frivolous, but they're not going to because this is the exact same lawsuit that she's already had to settle. So that's what gave me the confidence to do it is because this is not AOC's first rodeo stew. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and this is, there's not a question on this, right? Like this isn't a borderline issue. She's not allowed to block her constituents. Yeah, exactly right. That's straight out it. For, yes. that, that is the way, if she wants this job, she has to live by the requirements of this job. And one of the requirements of this job is to allow the public to hear what she's saying and what she's putting out there publicly. And Stu, full stop, because I know Stu is not, I'm a social media addict. And yes. so is she, so is she. Mm -hmm. Stu's not as addicted. He's no. very well adjusted as a family, kids. <laughs> um, but her denying me on, on this platform for me is like, it's like, a, I don't know, it's very embarrassing for you. You would even notice if you were blocked by AOC. But for me, it's like a big deal. I don't want AOC to block me on Twitter like this. So it, it, it seems frivolous. It seems very dumb. But listen, she's a politician. She's held to a different standard. If I want to block you, I'm going to block you. Trust me, there's somebody watching right now. I will block you if you say something to me. But I'm not a congresswoman. I'm not president of the United States. So I'm not held to that higher standard. So... Listen, I get why she'd want to block me, but unfortunately, legally, 
you can't block me, babe. Mm, um, I uh, I have a a bunch of a, a good catalog of just words and people that I've muted. Yeah, you Twitter? mute. See, that shows I'm you a you're muter. a muter. See, I'm, I'm a, muter. a blocker. You're getting the Dikembe Mutombo block. Oh, I don't. Really? Yeah, because the mute. Then they can still kind of chirp at you, and then people can kind of still see them in the replies. You just can't see them. For me, no, I like to send a message. I do like to block. That's why another reason why I like AOC and CNBC reached out, which I thought that was really weird, too. That was like the, another thing. Uh, it was very unusual. My attorney filed it in federal court within three hours of it being filed. He got an interview request by CNBC. I know. I, he doesn't even know how. Mm. So there's some sort of thing. They have somebody that works there. Someone who's watching. I mean, I guess yeah. because I sued AOC. And I'm actually surprised. I really shouldn't be because I just spent a whole time talking about how her sharing it made me, you know, like somebody put me on her platform. But when they say this in, the, in her Vanity Fair Vogue cover, they said that AOC is the third most popular politician behind Biden and Trump. And I actually might believe that. It sounds insane, but this lawsuit, I thought it'd maybe get some attention. Within three hours, I'm getting requests from the liberal media wanting to know what I did to their baby, you know, their, their golden goose. Yeah. Uh, so what is your goal here? Like, what, if, this, if this works out perfectly in this lawsuit for, for Alex Stein, what does it look like? If it works out perfectly, she wants me to go away... Uh, well, if it works out perfectly, she unblocks me and my attorney gets his attorney fees paid for. Probably not. She could block me, then I would still be responsible for the attorney fees. So that'd be a win. It cost me a little bit of money, and then I can still tweet at her. And she could mute me, and I wouldn't even know. So she could just do that <laughs> right. to win ceremonially. That's all she'd have to do. Yeah. But but at least I'd get to subtweet her. I'd be able to quote tweet her. Because that stuff matters. It sounds weird in this Twitter war. Mm. And now that I have almost half a million followers, mm. I'm not near. I think she has 16 million. I'm not near on her level. But I have fans too. So when I quote tweet her, she doesn't just hear from me, she hears from my supporters. So that's why it's actually important in the public square. Now, if somebody didn't have a lot of followers, it might be hard to get AOC's attention, but I can, Mm -hmm. right? So her having me blocked, I can't communicate with her. If she doesn't have me blocked, she might not hear from me, but she'll hear from my minions in the subtweets saying, listen to Alex or yada, yada, yada. Right. So this is why Twitter, I can talk to my baby AOC and you know I'm well known for going on Capitol Hill and putting cameras in their faces and confronting these politicians. So I don't want to just have to confront them physically, you know, not that I would ever touch them, but I'm saying I don't want to just, you know, confront them in person. I also want to be able to kind of confront them digitally or talk to them. Through social media. I mean, it is the way this stuff is fought these days. I mean, this but is it's how weird. the of ideas works. Isn't it weird, Stu? I'm doing, I'm I just, just so... try to remove myself from it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't blame you for not being addicted to it. You're not always looking at social media like I have me. like six words that are not muted. Everything else I've muted. Just, like, you can't, you can't Glenn Beck is muted. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, everything. <laughs> Eagles, Blue Jays. That's about all that ever comes yeah. out of my feed. Um, let me switch gears a little bit for you because your show, we talked about it uh, right as you were launching. It now, of course, has launched. It's right yes. here on Blaze TV. Part of your subscription, blazetv.com slash stew. Use the promo code stew and save 10 bucks. It's a big deal. How's it going so far? Okay, the show's going great, but you know, you have to you have to realize this, or at least I didn't realize. The Blaze is a serious media company, so for me to do a bit, I have to get a lot of, uh, I gotta tell the crew, I gotta tell the CEO, I gotta tell the president, because I've had a few hiccups, uh, I've had a few small hiccups with some fire issues, some fire extinguishing okay. issues. Right. Okay. Yeah, I caught some stuff on fire, and then putting out the fire, I... Uh, chemically burned some equipment and potentially may have chemically burned a crew member. Potentially, mm-hmm. that's neither that's that's been nowhere confirmed, neither confirmed nor denied. And then on top of that, uh, I've had a few hiccups with just uh, mics and with crew and yelling at people. But other than that, <laughs> it's been 
smooth sailing, absolutely perfect. And uh, no, I love it. I'm so excited. And I, I really, I sound like I'm complaining. I can't believe how much freedom the Blaze has actually given me. Like I'm joking, like there's all these protocols. It's really yeah. like, hey, Alex, if you're going to catch something on fire, just tell the crew. You know, right. they really <laughs> haven't been telling me that much. I'm just that insane that I haven't been following the proper. Are you worried about winning the AOC lawsuit, getting your $1,200 in legal fees, but then losing the chemical burn web uh, lawsuit that is coming? <laughs> yeah, see, that's exactly. <laughs> Stu's not kidding because that was the first thing the Blaze executive said. They said, yeah, Alex, we'd really not like to be the victim of a lawsuit because of something that you did. So just please, with the crew, with everybody else, let's keep everybody safe. And if we're going to do something, they said, we don't need to restrict you from doing something dangerous. We just need to follow the proper protocol to keep people safe, which I agree with because I don't want to come to work and feel like I could ever be hurt or damaged. And there's falling lights. And I'll be honest, Chance, there's a guy that works here. Chance, he's one of the greatest crew members. But sometimes I see him fiddling with a light, and I'm thinking, does mm. he want to loosen that light and let me hit, get it? hit in the head, mm -hmm. and then bam, then I'm out of commission, and then they get a free vacation. I definitely thought the exact same thing about Chance. That's the thing, Chance. Thing. Chance is, he's always with those yeah. lights. He's built the grid. We have an incredible crew here. They're actually almost too qualified for the job, and that's the scariest thing, when they're, they're too qualified. They're qualified to know exactly how much they can unscrew a light. Exactly so, right, and make it look like an accident. It's like an accident. They're perfectly qualified. It's like, he, they could get away with murder, so we have to be very careful with who we get upset with and who we make happy, so now I'm learning that. You know, it's a lot different than doing a podcast in your underwear with a sport coat on when here I have to actually put on pants to do it. So yeah, corporate America, huh? Yeah, I know. That's why I need a desk because yeah. I mean, I'm not wearing pants. No, right. Stu never wears pants. As a matter of fact, Glenn gets onto him a lot. I yeah. just, they've been together so long. It's yeah. and we don't even notice anymore. <laughs> um, but Blaze TV's uh, Alex Stein, of course, host of Blaze TV's Primetime with Alex Stein. Make sure to subscribe, blazetv.com slash Stu. Use promo code Stu. You get the show on YouTube, right? Podcast yes, as well, YouTube, everywhere. YouTube, audio only podcast. Go leave us a review and guys, go there. Just watch it. Try it out. It might not be your cup of tea, but give it a taste. Like it's Costco. Try a little sample. She's got to pay for these AOC lawsuits. I know. I need it, guys. AOC, she's not going to let me sue her for free. It costs money. <laughs> Alex, thanks so much, man. Thank you, Stu. All right, back in a second. MAGA Republicans are calling for defunding the police departments. They are. And defunding the FBI now. That's a good one. I mm. like that one. Mm -hmm. You like that one? Well, guess what? Guess what? And they refuse to provide funding that's going to keep communities safe and secure. What? We talk about help, about crime. Huh? Well, it's outrageous. My budget invests in public safety. It includes funding for more training, more support for law enforcement. Does it? Hmm. Uh, there you go. The same thing. They're still trotting out. Oh, I swear it's not us. It's not us, the people who wore the shirts that said defund the police. It's not, you know, my vice president who is bailing out criminals, burning down cities who wanted to defund the police. No, no, no. It's not us who says, who just the other day released yet another report saying a police, um, uh, a police uh, uh, office in a city uh, was completely corrupt and racist like we do everybody. I mean, at least they produced a report to try to prove it this time instead of just saying it um, over and over and over and over and over again. The police are the target of the left except for two instances when they want to do this, when he wants to come out and talk about how, um, you know, important uh, the police are because he's trying to, you know, make people think that he, it wasn't them who wanted to defund the police. It was the Republicans, which is obviously ridiculous. That's not true at all. And then secondarily, uh, when the Capitol police, when we're talking about the Capitol police and not every day with the Capitol police, just January 6th on January 6th, they love the Capitol police every other day. 
really not big big deal. Like for example, the Capitol Police are the reason why a bunch of Republicans were not massacred uh, at a baseball field a few years ago. Not really interested in those Capitol Police. It's just the ones on January 6th. They're the good the good guys. So there you go. Uh, amazing that they're continue to go down this road. Now the news hasn't been all good. Yes, he's going to, you know, President Biden's going to add trillions and trillions of dollars to the budget. That's wonderful. But there's been some bad news as well. Sensitive personal data of U.S. House and Senate members have been hacked and offered for sale. This comes from D.C. HealthLink. They're uh, all this stuff, uh, 170,000 D.C. HealthLink customers. Uh, and uh, they were hacked and all this information was out there on sale for an unspecified account. Now, the one thing that you could take from that story Mainly is you really want the government in control of all your information. You want it centralized and you want it available for hackers because they can get a better price for it. The more people they hack, the better price they can get. And that's always positive. Uh, House GOP has now launched a probe into the January 6th panel. This is really important. And, you know, a lot of people talk about the Tucker Carlson tapes from this week and say, oh, well, you know, uh, so what? Uh, You have... Uh, I guess a couple of uh, police officers uh, were handing uh, the, uh, you know, bringing the shaman around the hallways and not arresting him. And, okay, you know, maybe they edited this uh, Josh Hawley tape to be a little bit misleading. Um, What's the big deal here? It doesn't change the entire tenor of what that day was. And I think that's actually largely true in that I don't think, you know, showing the shaman going in, you know, walking around with a couple of police officers changes the entire tone of the day. The day was still a bad day. It was still a violent day. There were Trump supporters there doing bad things, blah, 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 blah. Many of them have already paid for their crimes or in the middle of paying for their crimes. Uh, and then, of course, there was a much larger group that was not really involved in any of that stuff, not violent, not even uh, committing vandalism. Um, but uh, what this does do is it's important to these individuals, right? The fact that they manipulated video on Josh Hawley just to try to give him a zinger, basically. I mean, it was like a committee put together to try to smear a government official because they don't like him and they thought it would be funny. That's basically what they did with Josh Hawley. And then with this QAnon shaman guy, because he was the most visible guy that day, they did not give this video out and they got him to get a four-year prison term when I think quite clearly you look at the tape now and you could say, well, look, he shouldn't have been in there. He was, by his own admission, one of the first 30 people in the building. He walked in through a broken down uh, door or window. I can't remember. Uh, He was right at the front of the pack. He went in. He did go and do the walked around. But you get a much different sense of what this guy was up to. He obviously was not there to murder anybody. He was walking around and, and shouldn't have been there and should probably get a slap on the wrist and this should be over. Instead, he's in prison for four years. That's not right. The January 6th panel is, you know, did something really wrong here, and they need to be held accountable. Uh, The left is now changing its position on nuclear energy. Even AOC thinking about embracing nuclear energy. Now, of course, I've said for years, you can never trust an environmentalist uh, about global warming unless they're willing to seriously consider and embrace nuclear energy. It's obviously the only real way to take a big chunk uh, emission-free of our electricity needs, The left finally getting desperate enough to admit that that is true. We'll see if that happens. And DeSantis has indicated privately he intends to run in the 2024 race. Allies are preparing. We saw a a, a super PAC type group come out uh, in support of drafting Ron DeSantis. This is all picking up. We're uh, memorialize this quiet time because it's about to get very, very loud in the Republican primary.
If you have looked at the economy at all, you know, maybe gold might be something to think about to protect yourself. You can buy gold now and get a free safe to store it in. That's right, on qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group now through March 31st, they're going to ship a free safe directly to your door. Just text the name Stu, that's my name, to the number 989898. You get a free info kit on gold and claim eligibility for your free safe. Now, here's a deal. Fed keeps raising rates. It's the only thing they really have uh, to control this. Right now, it's not working. Inflation continues to be way, way, way too high. You can't spend your way out of inflation. Now, we've seen the stock market impact. We've seen the savings impact. You can hedge inflation, though, by owning gold, whether physical gold in, or silver in your safe or through an IRA in precious metals, where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers. Just text STU to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold and claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, text STU to the number 989898 for Birch Gold. Next week, I'm on vacation, and um, I just thought I'd leave you with some positive news. You tell me which one of these is better, because they're both really, really good stories. Story number one, religious leaders are now experimenting with chat GPT sermons. That's going to work out really well. They say uh, early sermon writing experiments have shown ChatGPT can put together cogent and relevant thoughts from religious texts and eminent theologians, plus turn a phrase that seems stirring and poignant. Does this seem at all manipulative to you? Uh, consensus seems to be emerging that ChatGPT can alleviate some of the religious leaders' more routine or repetitive tasks, such as, I don't know, church? <laughs> uh, no, such as explaining particular holidays while freeing them for more meaningful spiritual counseling. That does not... That sounds like an excuse I would have tried when I was like 18 years old. Uh, no, it's just repetitive tasks. Uh, don't worry about it. I don't want to do my work for the week. Look, if you happen to be a pastor watching this show, first of all, bless you. Second of all, don't let ChatGPT write your sermons. Okay, that's number one. Is that one better or is this one? Scientists have revived a zombie virus that spent 48,500 years in frozen permafrost. I mean, after the last few years, what a great idea. Go right into the permafrost, look for viruses, see if you can reanimate them. What could possibly go wrong other than the last, you know, couple of years? Getting a repeat of that one. Can you imagine if we're sitting here in a couple of years and Anthony Fauci's out there going, you got to wear a mask, this permafrost thing. The permafrost variant is really, really rough and you have to wear masks. I want all the kids in kindergarten outside on the playground in masks and separated by 600 feet. Other than that, there's nothing we can do, and you can't come outside again. I, I, I can't take another period of that. So please don't, don't write your sermons with ChatGPT and stop reanimating. Why do I have to say this? Stop reanimating frozen viruses. Okay. So here's what happened. Well, actually, on this one, here's what's going to happen a few years from now. But, you know, NASA's always scanning the skies and looking to try to find any asteroid that might run into Earth. It's a good, you know, it's a good hobby. And they have a big list. It's called the risk list. And there's a bunch of um, asteroids on there. Most of them have no risk rating at all. They're not going to come close to hitting us. But we can still keep an eye on them. You never know. One of them could make a left turn at any point and smash right into Idaho. We don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, so they have this risk list, and they've just added a new one, and it's, ele it's elevated all the way to number one on the risk list. It is the riskiest asteroid out there that we know of right now. 
Now, it has a 1 in 607 chance of impacting Earth, and it is the size, uh, it's a 50-meter diameter, about the length of, a, uh, length of an Olympic-sized swimming pool, um, and that, uh, the size uncertainty could be large, so it could be a lot bigger than that as well. Um, 1,448 asteroids we're tracking, this is number one. Here's the big deal, though. It's supposed to hit in 2046 on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Now that is, now look, when you're thinking about Valentine's Day, a lot of times it's difficult because you can't get into these restaurants, you have to book them so far in advance. And that's the good news here. We've made a Valentine's card for 2046, and this is what it says, Valentine's Day 2046. Let's not make any plans. Because, you know, because a giant asteroid's about to bump into the planet and ruin all of our lives. Okay, I'm out next week. Uh, I will see you, though, right after that. See you later.